There was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to the Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast here on day three of Tribal Games 2017. The Warriors and the Braves are headed to their beds. The sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happens today. As you know, each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off the morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over the blue sheets to see what will happen today. This is your Blue Sheet Report for the third day of Tribal Games. Today's weather was muggy again. It was hot and still and good for our athletics, but we had to make sure that the water was constantly flowing for the boys and made sure that anyone with a red face sat in the shade and caught a breather and had a nice long drink of cool Maine water. Today, we had a late Reveille, which was welcome, 7.45, luxurious by any standard, then breakfast, then impromptu skits, impromptu skits, the winner and one of the best liked was a skit about how Tom Donahue, who wrote this year's hatchet hunt, wrote an unwinnable hatchet hunt, even though the clues were super simple, and the skit had the boys wandering around looking for a very, very obviously hidden hatchet, but couldn't find it and couldn't find it and couldn't find it, which is kind of what happened in the actual hatchet hunt, much to Tom's dismay and the skit writer's delight, I might add. Then we had our sixth tournament round, which was Braves tennis worth 20 points, Warriors basketball worth 30 points, Warriors lacrosse skills worth 10 points, and the Sachel had a track meet, which was just the raw score, a lot of points there. And at 11.15, the Braves had climbing, worth 20 points, archery, worth 10, darts, worth 10. The Warriors had football, which is worth 30, basketball, knockout, which was 10. And the Sachel played handball for 50 points. I should say here that handball has a special history at Camp Cobbacy. Years ago, the camp director of Camp Tomahawk, where Griff was then working, one of Griff's major mentors, went to the Munich Olympics and saw team handball being played and thought it was such a wonderful sport, so full of action and passing and scoring and movement and had that cool crease, which is kind of like our three-point arc in basketball. And he loved it, so he brought it back in the 80s. So we were playing handball before it was cool. We are the hipsters of Maine summer camps playing handball. I just thought you should know that. Put that in your cap. You are parents of a hipster Maine handball camp. At 12.45, staff cross-country, and then lunch. And then after lunch, we had another Bob, numero cuatro, that's four. And that was sharp eyes for detail, worth 20 points for staff members. We've been altering the schedule a little bit, and that is because it is awfully warm, and we want to make sure the boys have time to rest. So lunch went to 1.15, then we had rest hour for everybody in camp. Everybody in camp for an entire hour 
everyone just racked out just like yesterday. Everybody was in their beds. Everybody slept. It was great. And then after that, there was another round, which was, I think, the seventh round, if I'm not mistaken. And that was Braves round the bases, Warriors finishing flag football, which came down to a stunning almost tie game as time was running out. The Bears encroaching on Stag's territory, and then a boy leapt up to a touchdown pass and intercepted it on the goal line, and the Stags took it away. Sachel played volleyball, and then there was Staff Awesome Ball, worth 50 points also. Staff Cross Country was rescheduled, and then we had a silent dinner, and after which, because it was so hot all day long, we had Staff Soccer, which is always a highlight, and right before Staff Soccer was practicing for the Song, Skit, and Cheer competition tomorrow evening. I'm going to explain a little bit about that here in a minute. But for the moment, that was our blue sheet report for today, the 11th of July, the third day of Tribal Games. It is a magnificent and busy thing to run Kavasi, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of camp itself and spend time with your boys. Sometimes it's a game of knockout. Sometimes it's watching an intercamp competition. Today was watching many, many inside this camp competitions. And sometimes it's marvelous one-on-one -on -one time with a single boy. Those are my favorite times. This is what I saw today. It was after dinner. And I'm partial to evenings after a hot day. When the sun finally releases its grip on the camp. Or wherever one is. And the air stays still, but it's cool, almost contemplative. And it was into this stillness that the four teams went to practice their songs. I was able to watch two of these practices myself, sneaking up to the back of the crowd of boys who were paying rapt attention to their counselors. For those of you who don't believe me when I say rapt attention, I can tell you that, like I said a few podcasts ago, Tribal Games brings out a different kind of focus and intensity in the boys. They are wholly dedicated to their teams and to whatever the task is at hand. There is a raptness about them in general. This is no less the case in the song practice. And in the first practice, I went and saw the owls. And they are clad in yellow and their song is sort of melodic and not contemplative is the wrong word. It's a rewriting of a popular song. And there is a PAC, a permanently assigned counselor, who has red hair against that yellow, and she was very carefully guiding the song practice, and two CITs were helping her. Boys who, four years ago, were the mischievous council boys are now leaders, and they are now careful tenders of the flock, as it were. And they were weaving in and out of the boys and giving them song lyrics and spreading them out and making the boys share. No, no, you have to share. No, no, you have to, you guys sit closer and share this one. And then there's that PAC who was doing a marvelous job of leading the songs. She looked tired. She had been guiding little guys all day long. And her hair had come out of her 
ponytail holder and she was brushing it back and she was as she was guiding the song and her hands were moving rhythmically and the boys were paying so close attention and it was such a good moment because if you took these boys out of any other context they would not have listened to somebody teaching them about this song but they so badly want their song to be the best that they were paying great attention and the same is true over at the stag song practice this time led by the a baseball counselor with curly hair poking out from underneath his baseball cap and with a few other people standing by, but it's mainly his show. Also, everyone looking a little tired on the third day and a little rumpled from their long nap this afternoon, but dedicated still. And he was teaching the boys to use their diaphragms. Most of them don't even know what that is. And he got them all to yell really loud. Ah! And he's like, now I want you to sing just a little less loud than that. And it worked. The boys started singing louder and more clearly and he was watching he was making them enunciate a word he also had to teach them and he was moving his lips in really dramatic fashion as most choir directors ever do but this is a baseball counselor from colorado who mostly works with the sachem our oldest boys and there he is standing in front of all these little guys clad in green on a quiet hillside next to the hockey rink and the still air of the beautiful camp next to the lake and behind him, you could see the trees, and to his right, you could see the lake. And it was nothing was moving, except the boys' heads to the music. And sure enough, they were about to run off to watch the staff play soccer under the lights, all the bugs up on the very bright lights, zipping around. And there was more excitement to come. But for the moment, they were just still, and they were listening and singing. Boys who probably don't sing that much in their regular lives. And tomorrow night, they will perform for points, for valuable points. If you're watching the scores, on that note, which I'll get to in a second, it's getting closer. And so, Cobbesy families, that is what I saw today. A few housekeeping items. Number one, we just updated our scoreboard. I know it was sort of stuck for a while. That's because due to weather, we had a series of stalls and finishing events. And so we retrofitted the entire scoreboard. So it's much more easy to look at. We have a running score and we also have the score for each event, and that is taken from Griff's official scoreboard, which of course is the official score of record. Ours is a pale imitation. And I must give a shout out to Dory, who's one of our wonderful office people who did all the hard work on that scoreboard and straightened it out so it makes sense to everybody. Had a couple emails about how the scoreboard was confusing, so we straightened that out. Special thanks to Mrs. Lowry, who sent some very helpful comments along and helped us sort that out. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbesy for boys. Your boys will go to sleep tonight very quickly and right into a deep and restful slumber with their counselors watching over, nodding off to sleep, surrounded by their friends and comrades, I might add, loons sounding on the lake. All is well in this place set apart.
with thee, with the